Does your bike need some love? Shimano Original Replacement Parts are the best way to renew the original function of your Shimano-equipped bike. Available online and at your local retailer. From Red Kite Prayer, this is The Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. I am Celine Yeager, and with me is my co-host Patrick Brady. Each week we take a look at how cycling fits into our lives, which, as many people might imagine, is looking real different by the day. How are you hanging in there, Patrick? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 I'm, I'm laughing because I don't want to cry. Um, I know that we're all in that boat. We might be a lot of laughing mm, in the show, folks, and it's yeah, yeah, only the to keep reality. <laughs> You know, sometimes the stuff we talk about won't absolutely apply to absolutely everybody who listens to the show. Mm-hmm. This is one where everything we say today will be pretty universal, except for the bit where I talk about how the Sonoma County Health Officer closed every park in Sonoma County. So what does so, that really mean? <laughs> Tell me what that really means. So what do the parks, because I hear that and I think because they close stuff here. But that mm-hmm. just means there's no officer there. So people like actually still go to the trails. They mm-hmm. just go in and they're supposed to be social distance. But like, what does it mean in your case when you say that? What does that really look like? Uh, like, what was well, it usually and what is it now? Normally, there are a pretty fair number of people in every park, you know, strewn. But around you have the to county. pay to go in. Normally, you have to pay to go in. Uh, uh, not city parks, but the county parks okay. and state uh, state parks. Okay. Uh, there's a, a day use fee and there's, you know, usually parking if you drive by car. Well, okay. you're not allowed to be in any park. You're not allowed to even enter the park currently. And that's gotcha. because late last week they waived all fees. Okay. They thought, well, mm-hmm. we need to give people a chance to get out. Not a bad motivation. Right. Okay. Let's give right. people an opportunity to blow off steam. We'll waive the fees. Well, suddenly all the beaches in Sonoma County and bear in mind a beach in Sonoma County is 90 minutes at minimum from San Francisco, very often two, two and a half hours from San Francisco. Every beach in Sonoma County looked like it was the freaking 4th of July. People were, <laughs> people were having to park two miles away from the beach and hike in. Oh my God. Uh-huh. Now I'm thinking that if you have to hike two miles to get to the beach because <laughs> of all the people parking, maybe you want to go home. You know, maybe. I, Might be your first I, indication. You know, hey, I'm a guy a who got day, a master of fine arts and creative writing. So <laughs> my judgment, not what everybody else's judgment is, okay? Uh, but I mean, seriously, there was, a, there was an Instagram post by the Sonoma County Sheriff's deputy yesterday afternoon of a photo that they took from Henry one, the helicopter they have of a hiker that they identified in Annadale state park. Now this has got to be the most extreme form of social distancing you can possibly imagine. That guy's not six feet from everybody. He's 6,000 feet from everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. And they, they publicly shamed him. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. Now you can be cited a misdemeanor. It's an infraction, but Mm-hmm. We're still talking north of $400. I forget exactly mm-hmm. what the mm-hmm. amount is. Yeah. 
And that's a per person thing. So like, say Mm -hmm. I take my boys to a park and the police come by and I get popped for it. That's 1200 bucks for just trying to blow off some steam with my boys. Yeah. There may or may not be discussion among my friends for night rides in Annadale. (laughs) (laughs) What are your options then for getting fresh air and such? Well, they've even closed the bike paths to cyclists. So we're, we're not allowed to do that. No, no, you're allowed to be a pedestrian because sometimes pedestrians use that for actual transportation needs, going places. Right. But cyclists are strictly speaking, according to some, uh, moving right along, uh, cycling is purely recreational by their estimation. Uh, we don't use it for transportation. And so therefore cyclists aren't allowed on the bike paths currently. I mean, this is insanity. You know, all they needed to do was reinstate fees. And then a lot of people would have stayed home at that point. Okay. But Mm -hmm. instead they completely overreacted and just locked us all out of all the parks at a time when, I don't know, seems kind of necessary to get uh, some time out in mother nature. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So road rides for me. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's it's really surreal. This is very different from what life was like during the fires. You know, on those occasions mm-hmm. when the smoke get, would get blown out, we still all have all the uh, traffic lights and whatnot. But there are an incredible number of businesses closed, so there are lights off in businesses, and there's not a lot of traffic on the road. There's more traffic than there was during the fires but there's still a rather ghastly lack of traffic overall mm-hmm. around here. And I mean, Celine, we're not fully two weeks into what for us will be at minimum the end of May with kids being home from school. I'm kind of betting that we're not going to have uh, any day camp this summer either. So have they announced that your schools are closed through May? Is that official? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I've got to figure out a way to like get my boys to study for more than 90 minutes a day. This would be where you laugh. I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think you can give that ghost up. I just, I, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, God bless grandma who sent a big thing of, colored pencils and crayons and markers that showed up from target today online ordering yo (laughs) (laughs) and And it was completely wrapped in plastic there are kind of cool like a friend of mine is doing this thing on youtube where she's giving art lessons like drawing a chicken you know and she's an art teacher so Uh she's really good at it it's it's really endearing you know so i was like that's that's pretty cool. That's engaging. People are getting, I applaud that. People are getting extraordinarily creative, which, which is a good thing. That's really cool. Yeah. You know, Kristen Keim, uh, sports yeah, psychologist. Oh yeah. yeah. She is somebody I made sure pops up, you know, one of the first people in my feed. There are a handful of people who are, you know, in that first category of my Facebook mm-hmm. feed. She continues to be one of my guiding lights in terms of inspiration and staying centered and good self-care. She is absolutely Mm -hmm. a model of great self-care. And, Mm -hmm. uh, 
Man, I, I'm really glad she posts a lot. Well, for, and for people who don't know or follow her, she uh, last year, was it? I mean, was mm-hmm. diagnosed with an extremely rare, extremely troubling disease that is pretty debilitating, debilitating and incapacitating yeah. uh, in yeah. the best of times. So she. Right. Yeah. So this is. <laughs> Extremely stressful for her as a, a pretty immunocompromised person with a very rare disease, too, who also has to use a lot of medical facilities. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. she is definitely a beacon. That she can continue to be such an example of good self-care when mm-hmm. she is so challenged to pull it off mm-hmm. herself. That's why I look at her and it's like, well, if she can remain upbeat, <laughs> buddy, buck up. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. We're all in this very big boat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, rereading a, a book that I went through recently, A Really Good Day by Ayelet Waldman. Uh, it was about her month-long experiment with microdosing LSD. Uh, hmm. I'm, not, I'm not doing ketamine treatments the way I was. Uh, and I'm thinking, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep an eye on this as something I can do to help keep myself centered. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad idea. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're not really going to change the subject a whole lot. <laughs> I was going to say, what am I going to talk about? Uh, yeah. What's you know, your it's, angle? It's, well, right. I mean, I know people kind of need a break from talking coronavirus, but it's hard, it's impossible to avoid talking coronavirus because it's pretty all consuming right now. I mean, uh, it yeah. is. Yeah, it is all consuming no matter where you turn. Um you know, we have daily debates uh, in the office that, about riding, not even daily, like multiple times a day, probably. You know, should you ride? If you ride, should you ride outside? If you ride outside, should you ride strictly alone? Is it okay to ride with a significant other or out in the trail with a couple people? If you can keep distance, you know, these are discussions and, and the answers change maybe multiple times a day. You know, it just depends. Mm-hmm. Um, I am still riding outside. You know, where we are, we are. Uh, I, I forget the terminology all keeps changing. We were shelter in place and now we're locked down is not the right word, but something like that. But it hasn't really changed from what we've been doing. Honestly, like you can mm-hmm. still uh, go out for your essentials and you can still get out and exercise, you know, and they, they haven't been, you know, they've been the, the Appalachian trail is very close to here and it's been packed. So they've been like, please people like, like you're talking about the parks, like, knock it off <laughs> you know like you need you need to like spread out um so i i am still riding outside i have made a very conscious decisions uh, about where i ride you know i'm choosing the routes that i know are low traffic uh where i can just i'm i'm choosing very open routes where i can see the horizon a lot and see that the world is still here that's a very personal thing you know mm-hmm. i i where i can see budding trees and clouds and flowers and the occasional fox or deer along with the the bucolic animals uh you know it's just it's been very centering for me to do that to mm-hmm. go out mm-hmm. and these are not you know i know cycling is not ever without risk and you can go down that rabbit hole forever um but I am choosing to do it in the most low risk way that I know 100 percent possible. Um, that is super important for my mental well-being right now. <laughs> I also do light mountain biking, which is to say, you know, very, very, very low risk that too. We have lots of technical trails and 
Um, I've chosen not to ride them because I'm going to think about it too much and then I'm going to fall. You know, it's, it's, it's that simple. <laughs> right? Like I, I right? could ride them in my sleep, but because I'm so paranoid, I am bound to like go over my handlebars for some, un- you know, some reason that is, has nothing to do with anything, yeah. but the fact that I'm thinking about it too much. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, riding real tame stuff in the woods, but it, you know, that too, it gives me a chance to see spring peepers, you know, which are frogs for people who don't have peepers in their neck of the woods, uh, and to watch the world come back to life. That is also super, super important to me right now. Uh, if things get really locked down, I will drag my inside rollers out into my backyard and make them outside rollers <laughs> and watch squirrels jump from branch to branch and pretend that I'm going somewhere. I bought another new pair of trail running shoes. It's been a while since I've replaced my trail runners. I'm like, this is a good time because I've, I've done a few trail runs again. And that's really nice because it's quick and easy and I can do it very close to my home. You know, um, you know, exercise is not really just about exercise. So that's super important, you know, because exercise is very important for your mood, very important for immunity. But so is fresh air and sunshine. Yeah. Like I like cannot be understated. I mean, in wartime and in and during the Spanish flu or the flu of 18, 1918, what do you want to call it? I mean, they had outdoor th- outside therapy. They had people like they'd put people like like moms used to put their babies in the fresh air and sunshine in the in the strollers. Remember that they used to, like they used to put babies outside like it's really good. And there's been some research I have to dig up more that that people did better that way. Like people with that flu did better in the outside therapy treatments than in the indoor, which makes a hundred percent sense when you think about these things that are, you know, because they live on surfaces and it's, I mean, fresh air is scientifically proven to improve immunity, lower blood pressure, boost lung health, boost serotonin, improve digestion, you know, there's a reason that you feel good when you open up all the windows in the house in the springtime. Like it's, it's, <laughs> yes. there's, this is scientific. Same goes for sunlight. It's really important and it's germicidal. Like these two <laughs> things together are super, super important for us, you know, and, and it can be really easy to be in your house and feel like the world is crashing down and you can't get yourself centered. And I just think being, taking that little time to be outside and I'm not telling anybody don't listen to the CDC recommendations. I would never, ever, ever say that. But you know, if you can get out around your neighborhood, I encourage you to get out around your neighborhood and I encourage you to get outside and get fresh air every single day. <laughs> like, and if nothing else, make that your motivation. Cause I, you know, I know I, I, I've talked to a lot of people and, and it's super reasonable who are struggling with motivation to even get outside right now. Yep. You know, yep. They are, uh, you know, they had, they had all these goal events and sp- the rug has been pulled out from underneath them and nobody's telling them when the rug's going to be put back down on the floor, you know, like, are, yeah. like that's, that's, that's the hardest part of all this. Well, that's, that's not the hardest part, but it's a, it's one of the hardest parts of the whole thing in general is that nobody knows the end point. Like that's suit, like that's super, super hard. You know, so it's been really disorienting for everybody. And it's really, really disorienting for goal oriented people. Believe Mm -hmm. me, like I get it (laughs) as a goal oriented person. (laughs) I really, really get it. You're in touch. Um, And I think that's why you're seeing like all these. I don't know how many times I've been tagged for the push up challenge, like all this stuff that's Mm. on social media, Uh like 
do 10 push-ups, do pull-ups. And I'm like, I don't really feel like doing these push-ups and pull-ups. I'm getting outside. That's all I can do. But like goal-oriented people are going to goal-orient and they need goals, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, I get it. It totally sucks. This is supposed to be a really fun time of year. Um, I've been trying to look at it as a reboot of sorts, you know, like, uh, I I do get tired of the same routine year in and year out. This is not the way I would have chosen to reboot it, but it, this is the way it is. Um, I finally cleaned out the garage. I organized all my cycling stuff, you know, stuff that has been just sort of sitting there and like, oh, someday, someday, someday. I'm like, all right, like, just go do it. Um, and that that was that actually felt pretty good. Um, and I've been like that goal, like when I don't feel like it, I'm just like. You know, you go out and just like make it an immunity, boost your immunity is my main goal. And then once I get out there, the rest of me kicks in, you know, and <laughs> I feel like going a little hard here and there just to blow out the pipes and feel like myself and then just spend the rest of the times cruising, you know, with my eye on the horizon, just knowing that like any of the 200 mile gravel races I've done or the multi-day stage races I go feel like they will never end. They do. They always do. And we just have to like make forward progress and take care of yourself. That's my mantra in endurance events. And it's never been more applicable than it is right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something I want to give a nod to, you, you know, you talked about how we don't know when this will end and I recall reading about a study in which uh, people who had been through an earthquake were interviewed and people who had been through tornadoes were interviewed. And the big conclusion of the study was that earthquakes were far more upsetting to people because you were never really certain whether or not the earthquakes were at an end. You could have right. aftershocks, you know, and or, right. or maybe the big thing you just experienced was actually, you know, a, 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 a Tembler, you know, prefacing the big one. And yep. whereas a tornado and having been through my share of tornadoes, you'd know the tornado was done. <laughs> Sky might still be a little gray, but there's nothing funnel shaped coming down anymore. You know, that stuff is over with. And so. I want to acknowledge for everybody that the simple fact that we don't know when this is going to end, it's going to be upsetting. It's going mm -hmm. to be disorienting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's okay. It's not okay, but it. No, it's okay it's, to be disoriented and yeah, upset about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think one of the things that will help us all is once we can wrap our head around, not wrapping our head around that we'll, probably sleep a little easier, breathe a little deeper. Uh, you know, I, yeah, it's, it's a real struggle. It's funny. Late last week, I went out for a ride after kind of suggesting to everyone, you know, we should probably be going a little easier and not risking our immune system and whatnot. Right. Right. <laughs> Got on a climb and just completely blew it out. And <laughs> really felt so good afterward. That's good for your mental health. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you shouldn't trash yourself, whatever, but a couple of intervals are not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was a really nice moment. And something I've been doing on my road rides is just keeping an eye on the side of the road for all the California poppies. I mm -hmm. love those mm -hmm. flowers. Absolutely. They're so my, beautiful. My favorite in the whole world, all the different shades yeah. of orange and yellow orange you get. Yeah. I yeah, never they get pretty. tired of looking at them. 
And so I spend my time just kind of spying for those when I'm out and it helps. It helps. Totally. Yeah. Oh, it a hundred percent helps. There's no question it helps. Yeah. It's I'm it, it. That's what I, you know, that's what I was saying. Like, it's just nice to go out and see budding trees and hyacinths and daffodils and all the flowers we have here that are hallmarks of spring, you know, it really, really helps. Yeah. Definitely and, helps. You know, let's be honestly, let's be grateful that this didn't happen during the winter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and it, yeah, it very well could have, you mm-hmm. know, these things are, yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. It's warmer days, brighter days. Yeah. Um, and you know, keeping our people safe. <laughs> yep. Amen to that. Amen to that. It's funny with my boys. I leave them in the car when I go in to go shopping because they will lick every surface if not touch it. You know, it's like guys. It's like, mm. you know, somebody can go ahead and call CPS on me. They're right, just going to exactly. lock them in the car. You know, everyone's better off this way. If you if you've got a, a an issue with that. Come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing everyone a that, solid. Uh, and then we drive around with your tablets everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a short break for our sponsor, Shimano, and we'll be right back. At Shimano, we love riding, and we know you do too. As a small repayment for all the joy your bike has brought your life, we encourage you to maintain your bike regularly. Genuine Shimano replacement parts will keep your Shimano-equipped bike running smoothly. Whether your bike is built with 105, XTR, or our new gravel group, GRX, a well-maintained bike will operate better and go faster. Worn out a chain? Consider that a badge of honor. You've been riding a lot. Does it sound like metal on metal when you hit your rim brakes? That's a sign it's time for new brake shoes. What if your disc brakes don't feel as crisp as they used to? Cool, you've been going fast. Give them a bleed. Does your chain skip on smaller cogs? You're using all your gears, and now your cassette is shot. Is that old saddle creaking? It may be fatigued because of all the miles you've put in. Consider a saddle from Shimano's Pro line of components. And what about your feet? Cleats can and do wear out, especially the right cleat if you're a cyclocross racer. Whether it is the plastic cleat on a road shoe or metal SPD cleat, they can and do wear out. To keep that love burning bright, show your bike a little TLC and take it by your nearest Shimano dealer to keep it running just like when it was new. Okay, we are back with the Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. Patrick, what is your poll this week? Well, I've been having conversations with friends about what to do. Speaking of goal-oriented people, mm-hmm. with regard to summer plans. So it's obvious that all the spring events are done. Yep. I'm still utterly amazed that the people behind the Solvang Century called the virus a hoax and were planning to hold the event until the county health inspector shut them down. I'm, I continue to just shake my head at that. You know, we got the announcement a couple days ago that the Olympics in Tokyo have been postponed. Mm-hmm. But currently, and I've been getting questions from friends about this, Dirty Kansas is still a go. The Sierra Buttes Trail Stewardships Lost and Found is, is still going on. Um, and closer to home, Bike Monkeys Wente, uh, the event that I was planning to be at that first weekend of June, is still on. So I've been in touch with Carlos at Bike Monkey, and he told me he has selected a backup date in August. And to me, that, you know, it demonstrates that he's thinking about 
the bigger picture. Um, but a big piece of his decision-making is guided by the state guidelines for social distancing. The yep. state's order doesn't currently extend into June. So without that guidance, uh, he says it's kind of hard for him to make a choice just yet. Um, his backup date is August 15th. And I think that by selecting that now, he's doing everyone a real solid by giving them the opportunity to start planning for that possibility, you know, mm-hmm. putting an X mm-hmm. on that date in the calendar. <laughs> I did. Uh, I've also talked to Greg Williams at Sierra Buttes Trail Stewardship, and he says that they are monitoring the actions of the Plumas County Department of Health and will be acting in accordance with their guidance. Uh, currently, he says they're full steam ahead, but he he fully acknowledges that that could change. Yep. Um the question people are asking is, you know, if the Olympics are postponed, why haven't all the smaller events uh, held earlier in the summer postponed or canceled? And aside from the fact that they are still going right now, the first most straightforward answer is that because preparations for an event of that magnitude, uh, speaking of the Olympics, that is, they're incredible. Yeah. They involve layers upon layers of vendors and any postponement has to be decided far enough advance that the action isn't completely financially crippling. Totally. Smaller event promoters like SBTS and Bike Monkey don't have to make the call quite as far out. There's also the reality that postponing the Olympics doesn't harm anyone working for the IOC. They'll keep their jobs. They have the reserves to weather this without massive layoffs. For a lean organization like Bike Monkey or SBTCS, SBTS, BTS, uh, Bike Monkey had two cancellations last year and Mm -hmm. uh, due to the Kincaid fire. And there was also a postponement from last spring when we had all the rains and flooding. So Bike Monkey took some big hits last year. So at this point, postponing Wente is a rather significant, significant hit to their bottom line. I really can't blame them for holding out hope. I should also point out that 90% of everyone heading to Wente is already in California. Lifetime Fitness is facing a very, very different scenario with Dirty Kansas. They have people mm-hmm. flying in from all over the world. And while I've heard from friends that the airlines are being pretty cooperative about canceling or changing tickets, you still have to get through to them first. I mean, mm-hmm. I had Southwest call me back when I was changing my tickets. And I changed my tickets to early June. (laughs) (laughs) Um, By the way, speaking of flights, if you've had a flight canceled, be aware that per Department of Transportation rules, you are entitled to a full refund. No ifs and or buts. Uh, That is, you know, a cancellation. Not if you think I need to change my plans. Uh, Even so. United has already announced that you will have to wait a full year to get your refund. (laughs) Those guys. Oh my gosh. Grr. Uh, Of course, in the event an airline or hotel starts playing hardball, you can always contest the charge with your credit card company. Hopefully Mm -hmm. it doesn't come to that. I've mentioned that when I postponed what was to be last week's spring spring break trip to Memphis, uh, so my boys could visit grandma, uh, the funny thing is now, you know, okay, so I'm going to cancel the plans I have for June. I don't know when to reschedule them for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> June wasn't yeah. far enough out. So uh, 
I mean, there is a certain laughable absurdity that, uh, I don't know, Camus or <laughs> somebody would, would really know what to do with um, Kafka. It'd probably be Kafka's department. He would know what to do with this, right? Oh, my gosh. Um, from my research, which I admit has been, shall we say, limited, the, biz, the big risk here for people planning to travel for an event is if they booked through a second party vendor like Expedia. Mm-hmm. Cancellation yeah. policies vary so wildly and due to that and extra they're not layer. Good. Yeah. Uh, that whole situation smells like pure frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, two days ago, Miguel Crawford of the Grasshopper Adventure Series canceled the last two events of the series outright and removed the, the remaining ones, like the one we were supposed to do this coming Saturday, to September Octo- and October. Mm-hmm. Provided we don't have fires here this coming in October, uh, mid-September through early November, there's going to be something to do in Sonoma County or Mendocino County every single weekend. Everywhere, not just there. Well, everywhere. Yeah, that's <laughs> there's true. going to be something. Yeah. If things go through, there's mm. never going to be a more packed October ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, fair point. <laughs> true story, as they say. <laughs> So my fear, not to preach doom or gloom, is that with this being a low rain winter, I really am concerned about October fires here. Two big fires in three years will do that. I'm seriously hoping that we don't see a host of cancellations next fall if Sonoma County starts to burn. Uh, uh, Okay, not Not (laughs) really our topic. (laughs) Um, So, you know, in terms of what I'm doing, I've put all plans on hold. Uh, I haven't canceled the tr- the tickets to Memphis yet, but that's coming uh, partly because I don't know what to do once I do cancel them. I mean, I'll just have a, a credit on file with Southwest, uh, right. but I kind of feel like I don't want to bother to get on the phone with them until I have something I'm ready to do, <laughs> which I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, but, you know, relative to what you were talking about before, normally I take Mondays off. I make sure that Monday is a rest day in my week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I can ride six days, that's great. Usually it works out. I'm only getting out four or five. But I always know to take one day, make sure that I have that rest rest day. Well, since basically all my rides right now are about an hour long, um, I'm, I'm not going to be, I'm going to ride every single day. If it's just an hour, fine. If every now and then I can get out a little longer, terrific. But for right now, it's, I'm just going to make sure I do an hour a day to take care of myself from all the angles that you were talking about. That is a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And we'll see if I can get my boys out there this afternoon. To where are you going to go? Sidewalks. Wow. They, they haven't rolled up the sidewalks yet. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's uh, yeah. that helps. Uh, oh, but you know, we normally ride to this bike path that I, now that I think about it, that's going to be technically closed. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just uh, getting creative and doing what you can. It's yeah. I mean, nobody, nobody knows everybody. You, you, what, you know, I mean, I know that Dirty Kanza is waiting. You know, they they made an announcement very early that they will decide and announce, like first week in May, like May first or something. May first right? is their plan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, even um, that seems like an 
I, I suspect that we're going to have an idea by April 15th of whether or not all these different June events are going. I would agree. I would agree. I mean, it's going to be. And, and there's you can make yourself insane reading all this stuff. Right. I mean, it's very easy to do, but there's multiple models out there and nobody really knows the answer. You know, we're mm-hmm. all sort of like watching what happened other places, but it was a different latitude it was a different season it's a like there's so you know was it has it mutated nobody you know when you talk to people who are in the know nobody really knows like there's yeah yeah. so um yeah we can all just kind of have it in our mind that the worst might happen and still hope for the best kind of thing but uh yeah i think for sure the next few weeks will be very instrumental and you know and sort of telling us what what's going on and what we're, we looks looks like ahead. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that was a good choice on their part, not to sort of, you know, just hunker down and say, this is when we're going to make the decision and we're not going to be like doing a whole lot of announcements between here and there. Right. Like it gives them time to like put all their ducks in place and plan for all the contingencies. Should they have to make all those contingencies and just makes sense. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't I? It'll be strange to see if they try to move. Like that's an interesting. You know, I was listening to a Leadville podcast, the, the Leadville podcast. You know, mm-hmm. um, and they were talking about um, that. You know, will that go on? You know, and that's in August, right? Uh, you know, but they there's already contingency plans in place there because of the lottery debacle that happened. Oh, but they, they yeah. But yeah, you know, they were talking about like the logistics of moving something like that is not easy. It's anything mm-hmm. but easy. Right. And, you know, you start running into these events are when they are for very good reasons, and it usually has to do with daylight and weather. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know a thing like Leadville, you you can't put that in October. <laughs> yeah, you know, that'll be like they'll be. <laughs> well, it would make for a unique year. Yes, it would. It would be impassable. You know, it would yeah. probably, and the yeah. days are too short. I mean, it's just you're not going to have a bunch of people with lights. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, maybe you could move something like Kansas, but that I has oh, a big boat to put somewhere else. I don't. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, I that know. one. You know, that one. The daylight issue is an even bigger deal since yeah. it's so much longer. You know. I mean, somebody like you me would, more would people spend, coming in with lights. Right, right. Right. I would spend, yeah, instead of six hours in, or what was it? Uh, five and a half hours in dark or something. Five hours in the dark. I'd spend eight hours in the dark. <laughs> then, then all of a sudden you're like, do I have enough batteries? Do I have enough lights? So like the logistics get that much more difficult. Yeah. So, we'll, I mean, we'll just, everyone's doing the best they can. But, but to your point, I mean. There are definitely the smaller, more independent people whose more of their eggs are in this basket. They they need to wait a little bit and see because the, the financial situation is is what it is. Yeah. But they can't wait too long or they have to like their investments go out the window. Right. Because right. there is a point at which you you have to pull the trigger on a lot of stuff on aid station things and all this all this uh, expense that, you know, if you you can't wait until two weeks out. Like, right. Right. Yeah. And I, I got to say, you know, everybody talks about like, you know, buying takeout from your local restaurant since you can't go there and eat, you know, doing something to help keep them afloat. I, I'm feeling like I need to make it clear in my schedule that, you know, come September, all those weekends that have events, 
I need to be there to support those, those promoters. And I need to try to yeah, spread myself yeah. around the different promoters. I think I, I, God willing that things go on and fall. I don't think there will be a shortage of bike racers to fill with it. <laughs> I think people are going <laughs> to, I think you could triple field sizes and they would be full. Ser- you know, seriously. Maybe. And that would be a really lovely outcome for them, you know, to have a, a, an event that might've had 600 people suddenly fill at a thousand, that sort of yeah. thing. I think that, that would, would be really e- lovely. That would, that would very, you know, when things, when this has run its course and we all have herd immunity and there's all the, you know, all the stuff that they've already talked about, it will be, um, uh, lots of group hugging and, uh, <laughs> bike riding. <laughs> yeah. Not at the same time. Let's not, let's not hurt ourselves. But yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, s- speaking of group hugs and whatnot, <laughs> I got a big laugh today. Uh, so last summer I was doing some dating, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I noticed in my email today, one of the various accounts I had that, you know, I closed the account, but I still am on their email list. They've got a 50% off deal. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm like, nobody's yeah. dating. Nobody's dating. You're yeah. not going to meet a new person. It's, I know. It's so the different ways that people, it's so interesting how different and, and, you know, everyone's just doing their best, but like I got, I got something today that irritated me to no end. It was a pitch from like the Atkins people, you know, the, like the yep. um, hacks for, it's like hacks for avoiding uh, boredom eating and gaining the quarantine 15. And I was like, Ooh. oh, are you kidding me? Right. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you actually doing that to people right now? Are you actually going to take people who are like already trying not to stuff a jar of Nutella down their throat because they're so stressed out? And now you're going to make them worry about their gaining this quarantine 15. <laughs> if I could have reached through and strangled. I rarely ever reply to people like that with any sort of you know, usually I'm like, ah, oh, no, and I just, I'm like, I, I actually replied. I'm like, please don't do this. Like, this is not okay. And, and she was like, thank you. I welcome your feedback. It's probably some young PR person or whatever, but mm-hmm. I was just like, I am sorry. I, I do not think this is okay. You can't do this to people who are already at the limit of their stress yeah. and now make them feel bad. Like that they might gain weight during this whole thing. Like, stop, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, just to be super explicit. Yeah. Let's all go easy on ourselves. Right. Right. Like, did you see like, this guy who um, he was a he's a doctor and he was giving a tutorial. It, it, the video has been watched like four million times. It's gotten a lot of clicks, but like how to safely bring in groceries from the grocery store or safely manage those takeout things because, you know, stuff like you have these packages and do they have anything on them? And do you know, like, it's like this weird conundrum, but he opened it by being like, I'm under a lot of stress. So please be kind in your comments. Oh. And I was just like, right. <laughs> it's like a whole, you just wanted to hug the guy, you know, uh-huh. like, like from six feet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple days ago I was at the grocery store and, Ran across a bottle of wine. I was looking for something inexpensive to buy. Was it the $10 bottle of wine that you posted that you said? (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I know enough about wine that I, you know, I can look at a label and if there's a fair amount of information there, I can get a sense of whether or not it's going to be an okay bet. Well, 
2016 was a really amazing year for California. And this mm. was a Pinot Noir. And it was from the Sonoma Coast AVA, which of all the different growing regions in the world for Pinot Noir, it's my absolute favorite. There's something that happens with, with Sonoma mm. Coast Pinots that you just don't get it anywhere else. There's a, uh, there's a little minerally something funk to it. Mm. it I'm learning, I'm learning so much. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, to me, it's just, I can't quite identify what that what those flavors are that come through. I'll have to ask my friend. I have a friend who's a sommelier and she, that's her, that's her profession. Like uh, yeah. she is a wine person. That's mm -hmm. all she does. And Once you've bikes. studied hard yeah. enough to be a sommelier, uh, <laughs> you, you're going to do it professionally because it's that much. Stephanie work. Jackenthal. Do you know her? No, no. She does. That's what she does is like, she's, she used to be an adventure racer too, oh. but she's a badass athlete. <laughs> um, but she, boy, she drinks like she, she calls her lifestyle. Detox retox. Cause that's, <laughs> I think I'd get on well with her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. But anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah I'll have so to ask I, her. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. So I see this label wall. and I'm like, Ooh, $10. You're kidding me. Okay. So I, I picked up two bottles of it, opened one the other night, you know, vacuum stopped it, went back to it last night. And it was like, you've got to be kidding me. It was as good as some $50 Pinots I've had. I kid you not. This mm. morning, I went back to the store and I bought two cases. Oh, I thought you were going to say you opened the bottle again this morning. <laughs> this morning, I opened it again and it was just as good. <laughs> I was like, we might need to talk about your self-care. <laughs> <laughs> well, the moment the boys were off with mom this evening. <laughs> but yeah, I, I went back and I bought two cases. I mean, I'll have to check it, that out. Yeah, if you can it find here? it. We must. Is it does it Oh no, it's not a big label. It's not a, like a Behringer oh, okay. or something. It's a little right. label. Um but you know, next time you make it out for a grasshopper, I know a guy. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> that might have to happen. All right. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So, um might I gain a couple pounds from drinking a little more wine through this? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, if that helps, <laughs> fine. You know, right. I might as well enjoy it. Totally. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, let's, let's sh actually shift gears instead of faux shift gears. Um, how about Did some pace line picks? Sure thing. <laughs> um, I was going to make my pick, uh, Tiger King, but I will, <laughs> I will make it a real, have you watched the Tiger King? Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Are you like the only person that hasn't heard of the Tiger probably, King? Probably, probably. Wow. That's impressive. So there's this oh, Netflix wait, the, with the with the porn star stash and like, yeah, oh, yeah. I've heard about it. I haven't watched. I've heard about it. Oh, dude. Like if you need something that will make you completely not think about all of this for 45 minutes or so, it is it. Hmm. Like we watch like you don't think of anything else but the insanity that you are taking in during this. <clears throat> I have, OK, it is beyond bananas. These these the people who keep. Big cats are, I mean, you know, they're a special breed, like in your head, but you cannot even, you cannot even begin to imagine. Yeah. Oh my Lord. I mean, you've got like, and it's not just about like, I thought it would just be more about their, their zoo lifestyle, but it's not really about that at all. It's about them. Like, you know, one of the women might've fed her first husband to the lions, you know, to their tigers. Like it's. <laughs> right it's crazy so it's very worth 
Um, and a friend of mine, uh, Judy Lopresti, and her husband Dominic, who mm-hmm. owns Spun, he's now walking the dogs in this giant like leopard suit kind of thing. It's like a onesie. This, <laughs> this is what we've come to, folks. So I'm just saying, if you need anybody out there that has not checked it out, it is so bananas. It is it is very worth your time right now to take your head away from all this because. It will take your head away from all this. <laughs> and it's really recent. Like some of this stuff just happened a couple of years ago. Like you wow. can't even fathom it anyway. But that's not my pick. It, it's pseudo pick. My, my, <laughs> my, my real pick because of because timing is everything. I I actually bought a new road bike this year, like literally the week before all this stuff went bananas. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> because I haven't I've. I've we, we've talked about this, I think. Like, I've kind of been hedging on that <laughs> because my road bike was 2014, 2015, something like that. I loved it. My it Live Envy. But I now that I'm disc brake everything and I had that one big ride, I've had actually a couple in the rain. I'm like, how did I like why, this is terrible. <laughs> you just you get so used to being able to stop <laughs> when you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, please, dear Lord, I'd like to survive. <laughs> oh my, Right. I mean, literally, I'm looking off the side of the road thinking, well, that's a soft landing. Maybe if I don't stop, I can just go into that pile of stuff and it'll be. Says the woman who said abandon ship aboard a tandem (laughs) from the front. Always looking for the safest landing. But um, so, yeah, so I, you know, I have I have obviously have friends, you know, in the industry and um uh, my buddy Angelo is just like, Hey, you know, like have any inventory, you know, anything. Cause I, like, I love my live envy, but I would, I want, I really want to just breaks. And they did have one. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Cause I kind of miss like, as I love my open upper, I love that thing. And it's great on the road, but it's not a road bike. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not. And when I want to ride with my friends, I'm like working that much harder. And I'm just like, I just like, I kind of missed having a good road bike. So I got it. And of course, then everything sort of came crashing down, but I've been getting out on it. That is the bike that I have been riding. And it's, uh, it just kind of reminds me of all the good things that, uh, a good road bike is, mm-hmm. you know, it's super arrow and it's really sleek and it's really stiff. It's just like all the stuff that we've always praised road bikes for being, you know, it's mm-hmm. all that. Um, and it's got a quark power meter built into it. Okay. Which, I like quite a bit. I wasn't sure, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want, if I need, but like, I'm like, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool to have it like right built. So you don't have to like change the cranks or did like do anything. It's like all right there. Yep. Um, did you tell your coach? E-ta- I have not. <laughs> I think maybe they Sorry. know now. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> that, that feline is out of that sack. <laughs> Moving right along. It's got ETAP, and everybody knows that I love electronic shifting. But um, with good it's reason, okay. like, I, well, I don't, you know, I don't. I mean, that's like <laughs> everyone knows that I'm the only person on the planet that doesn't. But uh, but I, but I I accepted that the ETAP is. I'm now used to it. It took me a couple rides to like not be hitting the wrong things. Like it. Yeah, yeah. My first six miles on it were disastrous, and then my well, second six miles were the, okay. Yeah, I kept. Cause I'm so used to having the two buttons, you know what I mean? Like I'm just, right. I keep reaching for buttons that aren't there and <laughs> yes. then hit and then hitting things that, but, but now I've kind of gotten the hang of it. Um, 
Yeah, but it's just it's it's one of those um, it's one of those bikes that has that sensation of it's pedaling itself at some point. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like it's 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 so efficient and so um, aerodynamic, which you know, like a good aerodynamic thing, it, you really can feel the difference. Like when yeah. something is very super well apparent. Aer- yeah, it is super apparent. Um, and it's, it makes it really fun, makes it a joy to ride. And the thing is, it handles super well. Like I, I, it feels very familiar to me because I've ridden this kind of this bike model, you know, Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. a long time now, but, um, so it's been exciting. It's been kind of nice to just have that, uh, this, this nice new bike, even, even among all of this chaos, you know, that like, it's kind of like a little treat. So that's my pick. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I I didn't spend quite as much, but I I bought wine. It's kind of the same thing. I'll, well, okay, maybe not, but you know, it comes from the well, same place in the heart. It, it does. And again, this was not like this was not necessarily a quarantine purchasing happened before that. <laughs> um, tell me about the wheels. I mean, are there deep section wheels on it or anything? Yeah, and it's got those kind of um, uh. It's tracky in that way, so it's got like a deeper dish in the back than it is in the front. Yep, you know what I mean. Yep. Uh, so it's got the giant SRLs uh, or the SLRs rather, the Aero Forty Two Sixty Five, their composite wheel system, which mm-hmm. they're the whole thing feels more plush than my previous Envy, and I can't quite figure out if it's the wheels. Or if it's the composite, they've just improved the layup and the com- the composite. I, I I don't know the answer to that. Well, let, maybe let's, you do. Let's start with one simple question: how, uh, Is there a difference in the tire between what you were on last time and what oh, you're on now? See, look how smart you are. I was just going to say it is my first time on road tubeless in about ten years. Too, they they are tubeless, um, and they might be some. I'm not sure what the I'm not sure what the model tire is. It's it's not something I know, so it might be some giant thing that's another thing. That's less important you know I mean? than, like, were you on 23s and you're on 25s now? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, that's a fair question. This takes up to 28s, but I'm on 25s, and I was on 25s before. Okay. So that has not changed. Okay. And what sort of pressure are you running on these tires compared to what you were doing when you still had tubes? That's a great question. Um, it is definitely lower. So I'm running about 80. There you go. You could run less than 80. That's what everybody says. I'm so like that roadie part of my brain just can't like, of course, as a mountain biker, I'm like, take some pressure out on the, on the gravel. I'm like, take pressure out. But for some reason on the road, I'm just like very, my brain is very rigid. It's like, why aren't you at 90? I'm like, go down to 80. That seems kind of low. Don't you think? But I know that like, I know that that's not true. You, I mean, okay, here. Uh, the ride I did yesterday on my road bike, I've still got tubes in the particular tires for those wheels because those wheels aren't tubeless, but I was out on my steel Bishop road bike, 74 PSI front, 76 (gasps) rear, 28s, 28s. Mm. And what if they were 25s? If I was on 25s, I'd definitely be higher. Um, but I mean... There's more of me than you. There's not more business of me, but there's more gravity likes me more than it likes you. That's right. right. You know, that's the thing. Um, but you know, yeah, get some 28 tubeless and, and put them on there and 
Ooh, you could you could probably run like 65 PSI and still have incredible rolling resistance and you would never slide in a turn even in the rain. That that's maybe a, a hair of hyperbole, but only a micron or two. Um yeah, I mean, things are just so different now. It's funny because I've been on so many gravel bikes and re- and mountain bikes recently that when I was on my road bike yesterday and I was rolling up to stop signs or stop lights and doing a track stand seated just because I really enjoy doing that. It's just fun. Mm -hmm. Well, the quicker handling of my road bike, I was having trouble maintaining that balance. Uh, And it was like, wow, I haven't done a lot of this lately. Huh? Right. No, it definitely (laughs) feels different. Yeah. But it was, it feels also so fast to have like, I'm not, I don't have any mud. I don't have any clay. I don't have any sand. I don't have any, like all the things that I have been you didn't like, turn powering, powering through. Um, I yeah. have not had to power through. So, yeah, yeah. That combination of an aero frame with air wheels. Holy cow. It's powerful. I yeah, mean, it really, really is. Even if you never want to race in your life, that experience of going faster for the same wattage, Yep. It's infectious. That's why I did oh, it. Maybe that's I, I, I'm not a road racer. I'm, I'm never, I don't like even, I've never been a road racer. You know, triathlon doesn't count, but right. I like, I like a fast road, road bike. Yeah. I like that feeling. Yeah. It's, yeah. it is flat out a good time. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that, that control of stopping, not a bad thing. <laughs> so great. So great. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that develops its own sort of uh tastefulness, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that's mine. What do you have for us? So I've got mountain bike pedals on so many of my bikes that I have been in lugged sole shoes far more than I have been in traditional road shoes mm. lately. I think I kind of just made that point. That might be because all of my road bikes have been uh, have been gravel bikes for the last month or two, except for yesterday. Well, the last two days of riding. So lately I've been wearing Shimano's new gravel shoe, the RX-8. It has a relatively stiff carbon sole, not overly so. And I'll oh, come back to that. I haven't tried it yet, but I got those. Yeah. Uh-huh. So keep going. Uh-huh. So compared to the S-Fire shoes, the RX-8 mm-hmm. has a stiffness of 10, whereas the S-Fire has a sole stiffness of 12. That reduced stiffness makes the shoe a good deal more friendly for walking. Honestly, mm-hmm. I like a bit of give in, you know, in the, not not so much when I'm pedaling, but when I'm walking. But truly, even even in pedaling, if a shoe is too stiff, I will feel it. It will make me uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. The closure features one boa and one Velcro strap. Uh, the boa is the IP1 dial, so that's the one you want, which has the micro micro adjust tension. So you can either do it tighter or looser, and then you pull it out to release all the tension at once when you want to pull the shoe off. I don't mind the Velcro strap because I don't ever have to release to pull my foot out. It's down near the toe of the shoe. Um, To me, there is no upside to having a boa closure at the forefoot. You know, I set that thing and leave it. Um, Another thing about the shoe, the lugs on the bottom are made of TPU. So they're not quite as grippy as the Michelin made ones on the S-Fire shoes. But I think they may actually last a lot longer, which would address one point of criticism I've heard from a few of my friends about the S-Fire shoes. 
Um, mm. They come in two color gray uh, colorways. Uh, one a gray camouflage, and the other a black camouflage. So kind of a tone on tone thing. I've got the black ones, and that black on black camo, it's cool. I like it. <laughs> it's nice to have a shoe that I think is attractive. Um, mm-hmm. Relatively recently, Shimano increased the adjustability range for cleats on their shows shoes, both on road and off. Uh, I'm able to position the cleat just a hair behind the ball of my foot for really optimal petting, pedaling power. Um, and as usual, Shimano produces this shoe in more sizes than can be found in almost any other shoe out there. So for men, they offer 35 to 50 in whole sizes, plus half sizes from 37 and a half to 46 and a half. Women get their own last. So it's not just buy this man's shoe. Uh, Mm -hmm. they have whole sizes from 35 to 44 and half sizes from 37 and a half to 43 and a half. Um, the shoe is also made in an E width for people with fat feet like me. Yay. Uh, from 38 to 48 in whole sizes only. And with the suggested retail of 250. Okay. So they're not inexpensive, but compared to some shoes that you can spend $500 on, Mm-hmm. This is an amazing shoe for $250. Yeah. Super pleased with them. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I have the, uh, women's version mm-hmm. of them and my, my one, the, like my one niggle is they come in, uh, Navy blue. I think it's a dark blue uh-huh. which is also camo and kind of cool, but I have a hard time making blue go with a lot of things. Like it's a very, very blue. You know what Ooh. I mean? So it's, uh-huh. I wish they would have been like red. You know, there's, there's definitely, maybe it's just me, but there's like, I, like I struggle with the color and I know that sounds ridiculous, but, um, I personally struggle with the color. I like everything else about them. Uh, but, but the, but the colorway for the women's cause the men also have that hot disco silver. Oh yes. There's a, and that would be, I would also applaud that, but you know, the thing I'll say about color, I mean, it matters to us. Okay. We want things to look a certain way and, you know, being matchy matchy is not a silly thing, you know, otherwise, you know, people wearing suits would look way different than they do. That's true. When I worked retail years ago, invariably, you know, the guys wouldn't say anything about preferring a color. They just say, I like that bike better. And, and the women would lean over to me and say, well, I mean, that's, that's really not, I kind of like the blue one better than the red one. Um, and I would always do everything I could to set people at ease. And so my, my go-to response was I have never bought a bike that I thought was unattractive and I wouldn't dream of asking you to buy one that you didn't find attractive. So I will never, ever begrudge anyone not liking a color in something. There are plenty of choices out there. Yeah, no, and it is, it is important. It's important. I mean, that's, that's not insignificant with any of your purchases for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You should like the things that you buy. I mean, you've worked hard to have the money to buy it. You know, why have a reservation? Yeah. That's for plane tickets and hotels. (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) I I do. I got it. You're quick that way. Oh, golly. Uh, I like that we're on a little bit more of an upbeat note than when we started. Yay. Yeah. But now I'm referring back to it. Oh, that was so meta. All righty, everybody. Keep those questions coming. 
You all have been sending some great stuff. If you've got an idea, please drop by RKP and put a suggestion in the comments. Don't forget a, a toy boat, toy boat. Don't forget about our Paceline kits from Primal. They're up in the RKP store. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And if you have, please leave us a good review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It makes us easier for other listeners to find. Until next week, I'm Patrick Brady with Celine Yeager. Thanks for listening to The Pace Line.